Welcome to the Queen Player, a lifestyle podcast. Get inspired by our latest tips and information about small business, entrepreneurship, natural hair, travel, food, and even relationships. Stay tuned for another great episode. I am your host, Renee Patrice. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast once again. Um, early morning, getting started. I am starting to get some questions coming in. Thank y'all for emailing me. Um, one that jumped out at me that I said, you know what, I'm going to cover the subject matter today. Um, and it's called bootstrapping. Now, it jumped out to me because that's how I started my business. So basically, bootstrapping, very simply put, is when you take from within your own resources to fund, well, I'm going to speak on it from the business perspective, to fund your business. If you have taken out a loan to fund your business, that would not be bootstrapping. Bootstrapping means... Um, Well, I can tell you how I did it. Bootstrapping for me was taking all of the bonus money, all of the profit sharing and whatever extra that was coming from my nine to five job. I was taking that and for three years straight, I put that money away in a separate account. So it wasn't in my regular checking and savings account. I got a whole other uh, savings account that had very good uh, percentages on it, right? So it can earn interest. And I put all of that money, all, any bonus money that I made, anything outside of my salary, anything outside of the, anything extra outside of my salary to the penny was put into that account for three full years and didn't touch a dime in there. For three full years and that pretty much was the bulk of what I used to really work on my business which was the side hustle at the time which is now my full-time uh, business Onyx Queen Media of what you guys know today as Onyx Queen Media it was not easy because when you have extra, you always find ways to spend, you know, unnecessarily going on trips. You have a cushion, you know, all that sort of stuff. And to be honest, at the time, you know, vacations were still happening. You know, I was still traveling with my significant other and we're going places and seeing people and doing things. But it never came out of that money. It never came out of the extras. It always came out of the salary. So that is a great way to discipline yourself as well. But that is how I bootstrapped my business. So now that we know what bootstrapping is, let me go over some of the things that um, I think are very important for you to bootstrap your business. All right. Um One of the things that I I briefly talked about this in a previous episode about writing about what you love, write about what you know, right? Same thing with the business. Stick to business that you know. Stick to something that you are good at. And if you're really good at organization, then say, you know what? How can I monetize this? 
Are you really great at beautifying people's homes and getting them organized? Then you can become an organizer where you go into people's homes. People pay folks for this. To go in and organize their kitchens, to go in and organize their closets, especially some of our more high-end clients who have nary a, a minute to get anything done, right? They're executives, they don't have time, they're celebrities, they're probably always traveling, whatever the case may be, public figures, you can really put yourself out there and become a home uh, organizer, a home decor, you know, guru. If you if you Google any of this stuff, especially within uh, YouTube, you will see there are organizers who have pages. They they don't necessarily share who their clients are, but they'll set up a camera at one end of a walk-in closet and they'll show you what their day is like organizing a client especially the high-end folks, <laughs> you know, who have these huge walk-in closets. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm a New Yorker, so we're used to these little tiny little, um, <laughs> you know, like a closet is like the size of a, a studio apartment, you know, that kind of thing. So I understand about the tiny apartments, but I tell you, when you live other places, especially if you go to the South and you know, where they have the older buildings and things, or even in New York, if you live in an older apartment, um, you know, especially the, the World War II apartments and things, those are huge. Those buildings tend to have a lot of problems, but, you know, aesthetically speaking, those apartments are huge and they're not easy to come by anymore, you know, but um, especially living in the South and I've, you know, lived in the Southern States in the southeast for many years, uh, actually close to 25 years now, because I lived in the southeast living in the DMV area, which part of it is considered the south, you know, Virginia is obviously the south, and um, you know, DC and Maryland, they're kind of like the mid Atlantic, but you know, part of the part of the south, technically speaking, nonetheless. And now living in the Georgia area. Oh my goodness. If you can find yourself a huge apartment. Oh, it's amazing. The apartments definitely are bigger um, down this way. But I tell you, organizers, they're, they're getting paid. So if you love to do that stuff, stick to what you know. Take one of your great passions in life and really and really analyze it and see if you can monetize it because you probably can, you know, um, if you are working with a small budget, you know, and here's where that saying comes in, what is it, champagne wishes, caviar dreams, well, you probably have a beer budget, but you're trying to live on champagne dreams, no, do not build around what you hope for things to be. Do not build for, I dream of doing this. Build and plan things that are within your budget, right? 
If you're going to spend money, you have to write out a plan of how that's going to happen because this is how things go over budget. And especially if you cannot afford to go over budget, you need to have a plan. Even if it's a simple spreadsheet to say, okay, we got a thousand dollars. How are we going to paint this whole place for a thousand dollars? You have to take into consideration, do you have to hire people to paint? Do you have to hire, you know, talent? You have to take in consideration how much the paint is going to cost, how much the supplies are going to cost, the travel, all of that, right? So stick to your budgets. Be realistic. Stick to a plan, right? Another thing with businesses I see a lot of people doing, they want to be in office space. They want to have this thing, listen, virtual office is your friend. (laughs) Okay. Virtual office is your friend. There is no reason why you need to be paying for office space, especially now in a pandemic. Um, We're not really seeing people face to face right now. So office space is so much of a hassle right now. It's money out of your pocket that you don't need to spend right now. So resist the urge to get physical office space. It is not necessary. We have seen in this pandemic that nearly, aside from obvious jobs like healthcare and stuff like that, nearly all of these office positions, administrative positions can be done from home. You don't have to be in a physical office space to do this at all. So don't incur a fee that you don't need to have. You can do a virtual office where you get, a. sometimes they'll have a phone number, they'll have a mailing address that everything is, you know, um, professional, whatever the case may be. If you haven't gotten to the point where you can afford to do the virtual office, then get yourself a physical street address with UPS. They have services, USPS also has services as well so that you can have a professional street address. Listen, it costs way less. It will keep you within your budget, under budget, quite frankly. So don't be out here trying to ball like, oh yeah, we got an office, but, and you're paying, and there's a whole lot of people paying for an office space right now that nobody's going to because, you know, we're, we're at the brink of uh, another lockdown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I know that you have wishes of where you want to expand. Keep that on the vision board, you know, keep that on the vision board. But right now, if you want to stay within your budget, this is what you need to do. Okay, so don't try to expand too fast because that's also another downfall of entrepreneurs when they're bootstrapping their businesses is that they take they they take on too much too fast and too soon. Okay. Um, Always negotiate with your suppliers, your distributors, pick up the phone and see if there are something, you know, if there are things that you can do to offset your costs, right? Any type of business term, especially when it comes to things like that, can be negotiated. But a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of new business owners, um, they just think because they have cash in hand, 
they don't even bother to negotiate anything. And that's something, you know, that we do at Onyx Queen Media is that, you know, we negotiate brand deals and all this sort of stuff. Well, what can we do for this if we can do for that? It doesn't hurt to ask. If they say no, if you feel like you don't want to work with them because they said no, that's up to you. It's your prerogative to choose that, you know, but at least put it out there and ask. I don't mind when people ask, you know, it's up to me of what I'm going to say. You know, I let people know my prices are what they are. You know what I mean? And I don't, I personally, for certain industries, I don't like to haggle because I feel like that's your price for things. So it's very rare of me to haggle. But when it comes to suppliers and distributors, that's a little bit different. When it comes to um, administrative services and people say, okay, this is my price for this. I don't haggle stuff like that. When people come to me for certain things, I don't haggle um, on prices like that. Our prices are what they are. But when it comes to suppliers and distributors, you can actually kind of negotiate a little bit with them. So learn how to do that. You know, that'll definitely have, um, help you when you're bootstrapping in your business. Okay. Whatever business model that you choose, you know, and that's going to be something that you're really going to have to, you know, lay everything out on the table and take a look at. Really look at the end game. Is this something that I can monetize? Is this something that I can recreate down the road? Is this the, you know, the Burger King mentality? And by that, I mean, in fast food. The first Burger King started, the first McDonald's, the first Wendy's, Pizza Hut, whatever it is. All of those things are, you can make copies of, right? Because you don't just have one Burger King in town, you have several. You don't just have one McDonald's in town, you have several. (laughs) You know what I mean? If you're in a neighborhood, you probably have two, possibly three McDonald's within five miles, easy. Starbucks, even more so. In my old neighborhood, this was so crazy to me and I couldn't even imagine why they would do this, but my old neighborhood, there was two Starbucks right next door to each other. You know why? Because the, (laughs) they had a full on, (laughs) when I think about it now, I'm like, you know what? This is really crazy. But yes, across the street from where I used to live, there's a strip mall there. There was a full standalone Starbucks, right? Big Starbucks, really nice. Can go in there. I used to do work in there sometimes. Wi-Fi, amazing. All of that. Right next door, and I'm not even joking. I'm not saying down the block. I'm talking right next door, like your neighbor that you can lean out of your door and knock on their door. Right next door, there was a supermarket. And what was in the supermarket, in the front of the supermarket? A Starbucks. So, you know, like you have the mini Starbucks that may be inside of a, you know, store like Target or, you know, whatever store. Yeah. So there was a supermarket, right? And inside the supermarket was a mini Starbucks in the front. So you have a full standalone Starbucks and another mini Starbucks inside the store. What? right next door to each other. And I don't think I had ever seen that before. I was very shocked. Because I was like, are they going to make money? Let me tell you something. There will be a line inside the store, inside the the, um, grocery store in the morning, and there will be a line going outside the door in the standalone Starbucks. 
And I mean, it was crazy. I said, wow, they're making money hand over fist. Now, of course, the full, the full Starbucks was making all the Frappuccinos and this is that and the other. But let me tell you something. The other one that didn't do all the fancy stuff, they still got a ton of business. A ton. And usually those smaller ones only have like one person working. They were so busy because there's a whole neighborhood across the street of houses, apartments, condos, and all of that. And it was a very, um, I don't know what you want to say, bougie area, you know. It was a, a very uh, well-to-do you know, area. And I went, I lived in the apartments across the street and they were not cheap (laughs) at all. The neighborhood was, was pretty, um, affluent as we'll say, but I'm telling you, both of those Starbucks were making money. So think to yourself, how can I scale my business and recreate it? Can you have sales reps? Can you have marketing people or whatever it is? How can you scale that business? And if you can scale that business up, you will never have to take out a loan in your life. Never. Because you will truly be able to bootstrap your business from within. And again, bootstrapping just means that you're taking from within your own pool of resources without going outside. No capital, you know, from outside, no angel investors, no loans or anything like that. You're generating capital for yourself within your own circle right within your from your own means and using that to fund your business but again listen to this podcast again go through the different steps definitely think on a subject matter that you love maybe there is a skill that you have just been amazing at like i said organizational skills if you have great organizational skills you can flip that into many different businesses, even if it's just keeping track of people's calendars. I have a client right now that that's literally all I do for them is keep track of their schedule, make sure that they are booked for certain things, that they know that, you know, when their their, uh, hired car is coming, their flights, all of that, because they just don't have the time to do all of that. And they're a business person and they go back and forth from East Coast to West Coast weekly. So I just keep track of them. So every um, other morning or so, we get on the phone really, really early and I will run down with them their schedule and make sure they're where they need to be. You know, some people just need that type of organization. Some people own large homes and have families and need and maybe they just don't have the time because they are business people or whatever. And they just need someone to manage their house, manage when the people are coming to, you know, manage when the folks are coming to cut the lawn, you know, the landscapers manage when housekeeping is coming. All these different things. There's so many things. There's no shame in in this uh, entrepreneur game. None, none whatsoever. Some people need management of their Airbnbs. They need to make sure that when people are checking out of the Airbnbs that, you know, everything gets cleaned up properly and, you know, sanitized down and all that sort of stuff. That's a big deal actually right now. We can create a way out of no way. Believe you me. So 
think how you can bootstrap your business because the less you have to dip into looking for loans, the less that you have to have outside forces investing, I think in the beginning is actually a positive. Nothing wrong with expanding your business down the road and somebody wants to, you know, come in and um, expand your business, kind of like Shark Tank when they want, you know, the sharks to invest. You know, I think once you get to that point, um, you you should have bootstrapped in the beginning. And actually, the sharks on Shark Tank actually look for that. They want to know what you, what skin in the game you have put into your business. They want to know what you've spent so far. And really, it's the bootstrapping. How did you do it? Did you, you know, come up with the money yourself? Or did you ask for outside funding? Did you do some sort of Kickstarter program or, you know, Start Genie or, you know, any of these things? There's always ways. They want to see how you got started first, you know, whether it was from outside forces or bootstrapping or both or whatever. So definitely bootstrapping. I highly recommend it. I think it's much, it's a much safer way to go in the beginning and then expand from there. But do what you love. Don't try to start a business for something that is just like quick money or whatever and you don't really love it. Map out your plan and do what you love. And bootstrapping, I think is a great way to begin. So I hope I answered the individual's question about bootstrapping and kind of how to get started with that but just take those extras if you get a raise on your job don't then go run out and get another credit card take those extras from the job that you currently have and put it towards what you want to do but you got to be disciplined you got to be disciplined all right so bootstrapping definitely what a lot of entrepreneurs have done so All right. If you want to talk to me down the road uh, on social media, you're hanging out in the background because I see people that I know listen and they click like, but they never comment. So feel free to comment. Don't be afraid to comment. Say good morning, whatever. It's up to you. Um, Social media, all socials at Onyx Queen Media. Instagram is my most active social media so you can find me over there I don't really check DMs like that usually if you're DMing especially for people who may not know uh, for business I'll probably just tell you to send me an email but if you just want to comment on my social media feel free say hello don't be afraid at Onyx Queen Media if you want to email me please do want to hear from you let's go (laughs) it's early y'all I'm trying to keep myself up okay Want to email me? Feel free. Hello at onyxqueenmedia.com. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye. Online savings simplified. Don't search for coupon codes ever again. With one click, Honey's smart shopping assistant will automatically apply discounts to your cart in seconds. Save on all your favorite things. Easily pay less for products you're already buying online. It's as easy as one, two, three. Join Honey for free. 
It takes two clicks to add Honey to your Chrome, Safari, Firefox, or Opera browser. Find savings in seconds. While you shop, Honey will find working promo codes across the entire internet, and you save instantly. With one click, Honey will apply the best deals to your cart. It's that easy. So what are you waiting for? Get Honey. Download it today. Visit our link, www.tinyurl.com forward slash O-N-Y-X-H-O-N-E-Y. That's www.tinyurl.com forward slash Onyx Honey. Start saving right now.